I know we've all heard of an agency, in particular marketing agencies, right? This is a pretty hot topic when it comes to anybody who wants to get their name out into the world. Call up a marketing agency. But what about an anti-agency? What the heck is that? Well, I have I have Chuck here today, and he's going to tell us a little bit about himself, why this matters to him, and why it should matter to you. Chuck, welcome to the show. Thanks, Sean. I appreciate having the time. I'm so excited to dive in because this concept is is mind blowing. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it all started about a year and a half ago. I've got a co-founder, managing partner in Adam Sinkus, and he and I have been actively involved with a pay it forward uh, initiative. Got to know each other through Telegram of all things. Um, and I was, uh, I've worked with agencies off and on and had an opportunity to start up another one. Uh, couldn't think of anybody better than Adam Sinkus to work with to do that. Uh, but we decided we were gonna be the anti-agency, meaning that uh, we were gonna do things differently from what the traditional agencies have been. Probably over my 35 years, I've probably either been involved with, hired and fired, or worked with, uh, I would say, half a dozen agencies in my life. Um, all of them very similar in some of the, what I would call the toxic traits that, that agencies have a tendency to fall into. That is, the owner or the business development person comes in, uh, you know, romances a client, gets them to sign the SOW, most likely the owner if it's a smaller agency, and then all of a sudden... Um, you know, you never see them again. You see Joe Jr. Uh, coming in and trying to do the work. Uh, one of the things that we do as a purpose partnership is uh, we on a weekly basis are actively involved with our clients. They see us um, multiple times during the week. We have status updates once a week with them. Uh, we don't come in when the invoice is late or uh, it's time to renew the uh, statement of work. We're there all the time. The second part, which is probably even more important part of this, uh, we have a team, what I call the Mission Impossible team of subject matter experts in everything marketing. And when we sign an SOW, we have a certain set of deliverables that we're going to use for uh, the client. We will look at our team and say, this makes sense. Shauna's good. Adam's good. Uh, but then we approach those team members and give them the opportunity to say yes or no to the, uh, the opportunity to work with that client after they've had a chance to review it. 95% of the agencies come to their team and say, guess what, Shauna, uh, we've got a brand new client and you're working on it. And whether you like it or not, you're working on it. Um, we find that that resonates with uh, business prospects as well as clients once we get them started, um, that we have a very passionate, love the subject matter team uh, working for them and with them on a daily basis. So this already, I mean, I, I knew the concept, generally speaking, but mm -hmm. already now I'm seeing both sides of how this anti-agency concept is actually pulling us forward with a progressive mm -hmm. sort of mindset about how we're doing work. So not only are you there present in every single aspect of your client's journey, which is an, an immensely personalized experience, which helps you to leverage yourself as the expert. But then you're also empowering the people who are part of your team to be invested in the final product, which is going to boost the final product, right? Mm -hmm. That quality. Mm -hmm. So the anti-agency is essentially just empowering all parties to show up as their best selves. Sure. Yeah, I, and you know, agency owners love to uh, 
talk the talk, I guess would be the best way to put it. Oh, we're shoulder to shoulder. You know, there's no hierarchy. This is what it looks like. Um, but in fact, there is a significant amount of hierarchy and we break those barriers down. We truly honestly do. Um, you know, over the last, I'm thinking six months, we've had a, a content marketing um, subject matter expert that we've been working with doing such a great job. We've, we've elevated her to a managing partner because we feel that she can do that work really, really well. Uh, we have other folks in content marketing that, you know what, I just want to white blogs and white papers. I don't want to be actively involved in financial decisions or branding or whatever it may be. We, we play to the, the old cliche, we play to their strengths, quite frankly, um, to be able to, to set stuff up and make it work well for them. Um, and then with, and that's a reason the purpose partnership is called a purpose partnership. We are partners with our clients as opposed to vendors. Can we hit that vendor term? Um, and we're very purposeful. We've fired three clients over the last 18 months who, who either caused issues with, with, you know, not seeing the same, um, path for what they wanted to do with marketing or, the team members, a team member came to us and said, you know what, this isn't working. This is just not a really good client for us. And, you know, we had that conversation. So, um, yeah, we're very purposeful in who we are, and what we do. The other thing we always say is we accent the positive and strip away the negatives. So we want to, we want our folks to come up and, and Adam and I do this as well. I wake up in the morning and go, cool. I get a chance to work on X, Y, and Z. Um, and we do that Monday through Friday. Some, uh, mo most of the weekends are our weekends, but yeah, Monday through Friday for sure. That's amazing, especially since, again, what I'm hearing is that you're able to, within this this dynamic, you're able to work with dream clients, not just ideal clients, which is actually um, a topic of discussion that I've had in a past episode uh, with a friend of mine, and she's a graphic designer, and she really was able to take that transition too and be able to make those choices. So in this capacity, you're now scaling that entrepreneurial decision of being able to work with dream people, people who are mm -hmm. actually going to be in alignment with all the things that you do and all the things that your team wants to do. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very much so. And the other thing is we're entrepreneurs. I mean, we're 18 months old and we're scaling. We're, we're a different agency than we were uh, when we launched, by the way, on April 1st with the, the tagline, don't let the big agencies fool you. Um, you know, it's, we are definitely a, a different agency we were back then. It was two two and a half people basically um, scaled up to uh, the like I said the Mission Impossible bench uh, that we have some really fun people who work with uh, us. And the other part of that is we're empowering those entrepreneurs uh, who may be the content marketer, who may be you know a website developer or whatever it may be, to all of a sudden be part of a much bigger thing, which is a, a ten person plus two intern organization. Um, that they can they can talk to their potential clients and say, yeah, I'm, I'm part of this agency. And we've got, while I don't do this in particular, we do as a team, we can do website, we can do SEO, whatever that may be, uh, while they're still doing what they really love to do. And that's perfect. And this brings me actually to, to the other idea of, uh, you were talking about highlighting the positive as, and really stripping away um, some of those not so good things about what you're doing in business, but you take it a step further and you make it about life as well. Mm -hmm. Can you talk to me a little bit more about that? Yeah. As a matter of fact, that's, that's a big part of, of who we are as an agency and who we are as people. Um, Adam and I in particular are mental health advocates. I mean, that's kind of the bottom line. Mental health at work is a DEI category. Uh, it's very, very important. I'm, I'm associated with an organization 
that is all about mental health for teams and CEOs. Um, we use a scale of one to five and a one to one being I'm not doing great all the way five to, you know, everything's sunshine and roses. Um, we will start conversations with our team members. And the first thing we say is how are we doing today? And if a team member comes in and says, you know what, I'm a two or a one, we'll stop that meeting. And we'll say, basically, go take some time, Shauna, understand what's going on. Or do you want to walk through the issues that you have and, and find out how we can help? So that's incredibly important for us. Uh, and we pick up on, you know, Adam and I talk on probably three to five times a day, Monday through Friday. So he and I know when we're acting certain ways that it's a prompt to say, okay, wait a minute, let's stop for a second. What's going on? Uh, but it's incredibly important there. Again, that's a talk the talk situation. There's a lot of agencies, corporations, associations, whatever you want to call them that are out there saying, oh yeah, mental health is important. And, you know, uh, and work-life balance is important. Those are the type of things. We live it. I mean, we truly, honestly live it. So um, if, a, if a team member is having issues, we'll say, look, you know what? We'll, we'll have somebody fill in for you for a couple of days. Take some time for you um, and schedule time for you. That's the other part of that, too. So that's a difficult thing to do uh, because we have some really passionate people. And it's like, no, 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 I'll, I'll put no. You don't push through. You take some time for you. And that's kind of the bottom line. That's actually quite profound. And, I, and I'm and i going to argue, I mean, in my personal opinion, that that's one of the reasons why you've been able to scale so quickly, because people want to be there. And if you want to be a part of the team, if you want to make these progressive steps, your mental health is going to be so much better. And mm -hmm. you're going to be able to do those things comprehensively together as a team. Uh, that's that's quite amazing. Like that warms my heart to hear. Um, there are too many agencies, as you say, who are like, oh yeah, yeah, mental health and DEI. And you know, it's it's like one of those uh, those black pictures on the wall with the, with those bold words and a cute kitten on top. That's, yeah. what, they're, that's what they mean, right? But it's like, no, we're bringing this into action. This is what it looks like in our day to day. For those that's other agencies, it's, uh, yeah, we believe in it as long as it doesn't compromise our bottom line. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, Shawnee, you, you brought up because it was probably what the 80s or 90s when it was the old kitten on the branch and then, then the, the tagline hang in there. Yeah. You know? uh, I never, best way to describe it, I never want one of my associates team members to be that kitten. Uh, lack of a better way to put that. So um, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Can you, it, it, and isn't it so hypocritical, right? Just to think of this cat dangling from a branch and you're like, no, nah, no, nah, you'll be fine. Come on. This is the, the, the strength of the yeah. agency. And I, I'm just going to circle right back around because you were talking sure. about paying it forward. And I happen to have a mom who loves that movie, um, the pay it forward movie, which is heartbreaking, by the way, if you haven't seen it, yeah, you terrible. need to see it, but be prepared with a box of tissues. Um, is <laughs> Tell me a little bit more about how you're doing that over and above, of course, just this uh, anti-agency structure and the shift from being uh, bottom line focused um, to being team team focused, uh, yeah. collaborative, and incidentally, increasing your bottom line as a result. Yeah, yeah, there is no doubt. I mean, I've been a paid for advocate for probably 15 years. Um, that's part of my brand as who I am and what I do. And that's where Pay It For Tuesdays comes in, which is our mentoring organization of six, six executives that help underserved 501c3s and um, up and coming startups. 
Um, but, but, you know, I always talk about paying it forward. And as a matter of fact, I've got a presentation on paying it forward in the community to build brand equity. Uh, and that's a big aspect of, you know, when you're in a community and you're genuinely in the community, not just writing a check, uh, it reflects back on your organization as well. But the biggest thing I talk about, and uh, I've, we've surrounded ourselves with folks who are all about, you know, our brand and what we're doing, mental health, paying it forward, doing the right passionate thing for our clients. Um, the best way to describe it is pay it forward is a habit. I mean, you're already, already like you do a favor somebody and you get a favor back. Well, that's the first half is the habit that you've already got. So all you've got to do is now pay it forward to somebody else as opposed to directly back to Shauna. Um, that's a good idea. Um, but yeah, it becomes part of your DNA. It truly honestly does. Uh, we do some, we do, um, two different pro bono, uh, accounts that we're working on right now. Um, that's just kind of, uh, where we are and what we do. Um, we work with an arts council in Dallas. We also work with a startup organization, ironically in Dallas as well, but they run startup, startup week Dallas. Um, but we're, we're working with those type of folks. Um, I do a lot of work with American Marketing Association in the Triangle, um, and there's folks that, you know, I'm out of work. This is what it looks like. Um, without naming names, I've, I've got three that were that have approached me. Hey, I'm out of work right now. Well, guess what? Um, we have work for you. We'll find work for you, and let's see where that goes. Um, and, and so we're having a ball doing that. I mean, that's, that's I don't even – you get to the point and with paying for it that it's become such a habit. You don't even think about it sometimes that you're doing it. You just do it. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. But the bigger thing, and, you know, it's the old word cloud thing. If I see certain opportunities, uh, it's almost like it, it just pops out of the word cloud that, oh, there's some place I can also help um, to be able to do that. So, yeah. Yeah. And and I love that you said there that it becomes automatic because really a ha that's what a habit is. It's something that you don't even need to think about. And so it's just instinctive. It's reflexive. You just do it automatically. I love that so much. And I, I heard you say something else that might be of interest to um, our listeners today. You were talking about brand equity. Can we talk about what that means and how this pay it forward strategy really influences that? Yeah, the, the, it's a it's a longer, deeper story, but I'll see if I can shortcut it. I used to work with Eye Contact. I was uh, the first director of communications. Uh, we built what was known as the Four Ones, which is a program to go into the community, equity, uh, time, and the like. The time was the most important aspect of it, uh, and where that goes. So, um, brand equity in the community is different than okay. I'm going to write a check to the food bank. Uh, that's the bottom line. You work within or within organizations or folks in your community. Uh, a good example, shout out to a gentleman named Danny Rosen at Brand Fuel. Look him up. Uh, he's my pay it forward mentor, but uh, he runs a charity concert every year called Band Together in the Raleigh Triangle area. Uh, and through that organization, they raise $1 million a year uh, for one charity or a, a series of charities. But it really comes down to um, there's a difference between sending a check to the ASPCA and going down to the shelter and volunteering. Um, you don't do paying it forward in the community in order to say, look at me, here's what's going on. Uh, and a lot of times we work with clients and say, look, if you're going to do some paying it forward work, you're highlighting the people you're working with. You're not highlighting the fact that your people work with them. And that's the bigger difference what that has a tendency to do and we we and several of our team members who are in raleigh have that reputation and it, it has served us well there's no doubt about it 
do we do it in order to build brand equity? No, it's more, that's not the primary, but it's a, a excellent benefit from what we do. Um, so I work with clients in particular um, on one-on-one -on -one basis, but also us as an organization work with clients on how to do what is known as CSR work, corporate social responsibility. Uh, how do you do that? Well, you don't blow up a check and go down to the food bank and give it to them and walk away. Uh, you go to the food bank and you volunteer and you get team building in the process and make yourself known in the community and make yourself available. So that's the bottom line. I am floored, <laughs> to, just to say the least, because this is this is actually something that's very near and dear to my heart, and I have been trying to figure out how I fit into that picture, um, and how I, as a business owner, fit into that picture. And some of the ways that I've been doing that are things like volunteering on a, on a board of directors for a local community center, and um, I do though cut a check to other places as well and I, the more you speak to me about this the more i think like what, what can i do but how can i contribute more because i mean i have a small family i have to run my business i'm also doing a number of other things um so i don't want to be that person who just cuts a check but at right. the same time i need to balance all of these things when you're when you're talking to your team and i'm just putting myself into your team's position sure. right now. when you're talking to your team and they want to do that sort of thing. But like me, they're, they're quite, like, they've got, they've got a lot going on, let's say. What would your advice be? How would you advise people to um, either be empowered for the check that they are cutting, like, you know, and at least you're doing that much, or conversely, what are some solutions? How can we actually take a step back from our busy day-to-day -day and contribute in a more meaningful way? Hmm. I'll give you a principle that, that I stand by and, and use a lot. It's called the small big. Um, and I'll give you an example. Basically what it is, is, you know, Shauna's out of work. She comes to me and says, can you introduce me to, you know, Adam Tinkus, who you know? Uh, this will make a difference because I'm considering uh, a, a potential um, job there or whatever it looks. It takes me five minutes to make that introduction. For Shauna, you just made her day because she couldn't get through to him. Uh, this is what not what it works. So look for the small bigs because and, you know, I've got got hundreds of stories, you know, a good example, somebody in the parking lot of an emergency center and the person can't can't find the money to pay for the meter and you pay for the meter for them. Find out fast forward later that their mom was upstairs dying and it was a chance for them to see them. Uh, it would not have happened. It was it. Look, for you to put 50 cents in a meter. And they get to go upstairs and see their mom one last time. That's kind of the essence of it, if you will. Um, but look for look for opportunities that present themselves. I mean, the folks that I consider mentors, Danny Rosen was mentioned, Craig Newmark, large variety of people who don't hesitate to say, to answer a quick email. I mean, it takes five minutes to do X, answer an email. Can you share the fact that I'm looking, you know, a lot of people are doing this and doing it well. Um, like for instance, on LinkedIn, Hey, I'm out of work. Here's what's, what's going on. If you can share this information, how long does it take for you to share that post? Three clicks, two clicks, whatever it may be. You made that person's day and they may have in fact found their next job as a result. You're not their recruiter, but at the same time, you're expanding their network, uh, for folks that have mail. See, small bakes, small big, small love, big. love that concept. So this is now going to be my kitten poster. You know that, right? right. <laughs> For the small things. 
Yes. Oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. So we've covered a lot of ground here in this conversation, from mm -hmm. anti-agency to um, how are we actually implementing um, a positive work environment and a positive life environment to real meaningful and impactful decisions that we make in our day-to-day -day that will allow us to pay it forward uh, mm -hmm. to others who need it whenever they need it. Um, are there any sugar-coated last thoughts <laughs> that you have to share um, with the community? And then also, of course, uh, tell people how to reach out to you because I think after this talk, uh, you're going to sure. have to calls. Yeah. Um, I, in addition to running the agency, I'm a LinkedIn speaker trainer. Uh, have been doing that for 15 plus years. So if there are organizations that need help in that regard, uh, you can catch me at linkedin.com backslash in backslash Chuck Esther, which is going scrolling across. Um, if you're an organization who is struggling with marketing or dealing with a, a agency or vendor who is heartless is the best way to describe that. Um, you know, love to have you have that conversation with us about a passionate, heartful team uh, that could potentially help you out. And then the final thing is if you're a solopreneur or somebody who's really good at what they do, but doesn't have an agency structure, uh, love to talk to you about how we potentially could work together. And then finally, if the folks um, who are doing some of the work in marketing, but not all of the work, love to talk to them about affiliates as well. So that's the bottom line. All amazing opportunities for everybody in our space here today. Um, Chuck, thank you so much for joining me with this conversation. It was just so wholesome and action-oriented and filled with gold nuggets that um, if you haven't taken notes, audience, if you have not taken notes and then made a plan to take action, go back and watch it again with a notebook because this is this is the way to be, in my not-so-humble opinion. Um, with that, don't forget to subscribe, don't forget to like, don't forget to share and follow and do all the cool things that make you the amazing audience that you are. Join us next week because we've got more really cool conversations just like this. Chuck, thanks again for joining us today. We will chat soon. Thanks, Shauna. It was my pleasure.